it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mackie and Judd start right about now. Right about now. Is your, is your voice working? That's the most important question. Uh, what do we got from me, you? Me, 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 me. It's, well, it's, it's too bad. bad for now. Yeah, until we start singing songs and then... And then it'll people just be tune, more of a People disaster. tune out. Yeah. You can't it'll talk anymore. Mackie and Judd. We get things rolling with the opening bell. Want to ring the bell? There was something special about this group. You could start to feel it over the course of the season. Whoever has anything to say to me, feel free. 773-899-6071. So if you want to interview, there you have it. Please do. Showing blitz. Rams bring it. Keenum gets rid of it. Thielen. Makes the move. And Thielen. Off to the races. Touchdown. The Minnesota Golden Gophers are the number five seed. Coach Richard Pitino, the 2017 Big Ten Coach of the Year. And the Gophers are in celebration mode. All right, we're playing uh, playing the, the montage of positive moments for a reason. This is going to be our last show of 2017. Hopefully not our last show ever. I mean, we haven't been told to pack a box yet. But uh, with the holidays coming Friday. up, yep, you and I are going to be, uh, be traveling around and stuff. So we figured let's get a jump start on 2017 year in review mm-hmm. Minnesota sports mm-hmm. and we have uh, several different categories we're just going to kick these around and we'll go as far as we can in the opening bell we'll do a bunch maybe later on in the show we're also going to have year in review write that down when we do our write that down predictions at 10 we'll do a year in review of all the big hits I don't and think misses. I like this idea at all yep no I, I, you had you had a couple nice ones okay that's yep. good that's you're good you're very feaster fan bad ones very feaster fan tough season <laughs> I had a really tough season I might be retiring but gentlemen let's uh let's just start off right with a bang here and let's go around the room we can kick these around uh throw some candidates out and then make our picks Minnesota sports person of the year 2017. <laughs> Wow, the phone lines are already ringing off the hook. Somebody just hung up on us. It's crazy, yes. Uh, Sports person of the year. So uh, should we start by kicking around some of the candidates and then... uh and then make our decisions. Uh, sure, I would. I would put. I mean, there's there's probably several candidates, but I yes. think Case Keenum, symbolically, and also Sylvia Fowles for being the WNBA MVP and then helping lay, uh, led the uh, Minnesota Lynx to a championship. A dynasty. Those two come to mind right away. Mm-hmm. Um, Cheryl Reeve came to mind uh, for me just because of her continued success. Mike Zimmer comes to mind because of the uh, certainly the turnaround of the Vikings from yep. a great start in 2016 to a very disappointing ending to a uh, a fantastic year this year. Paul Molitor comes to mind. 
But if you want who I've gone with, which I can t- tell you, because it's a it's a unconventional choice from a mainstream team, I'm looking for somebody who who crystallizes and symbolizes the success of the Vikings defense. I think the Vikings defense. George might, Edwards might be the best thing. Don't go to Taco Bell. Don't go back to Taco Bell. I hate that George. He's, he shouldn't be a punchline. He's a, he's a good defensive coordinator. He's going to get some head coaching snaps. Anyway, I'm looking for. I was looking for somebody that crystallizes the success of this defense. And so, in a very unconventional decision, I've gone with Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> I have gone. Shut up. In a very unconventional decision, I have gone with Harrison Smith Wow, as my sports person of the year based on this. So, so you pick a non-pro bowler, huh? He is a Yes, I did. He is a Hall of Fame player. He is, to me, he is the, the glue of this defense. He is a guy who's been, been here for quite some time and, and is excellence personified. So instead of going with Keenum or a conventional choice, I'm actually going to go with a very good player who I don't think you would ordinarily think of for an award like this and say Harrison Smith encapsulates all that's good about the Vikings defense to me. And I think the Vikings defense is the best thing in a 2016 potentially that we have in this town sports-wise. Uh, I don't disagree with the pick. The links are, are close. Yep. But. And so I uh, I don't disagree with the pick. I'm gonna, And you named uh, the candidate that I'm going to go with for Minnesota Sports Person of the Year. It's not only for 2017, but it's sort of a lifetime achievement award. Cheryl Reeve, the winningest in terms of winning percentage, the winningest WNBA coach in the 20-year history of the league. Dynasty, they're very San Antonio Spurs-like, where they're just winning championships every other year over a long stretch. Definitely. Or San Francisco Giants for that uh, three championships in five or six years, whatever it was. So uh, I'm going to go with the dominant Minnesota Lynx. Who really, until someone else proves otherwise here, among the Wolves, Wild, Twins, Timberwolves. They're the best. They are the team. only championship delivering franchise yep. in this town. And she is the one that pulls the strings. It helps to have a great roster. It helps to have Maya Moore. And Maya Moore wasn't even the MVP of the league. It was Sylvia Fowles. So, mm-hmm. And then Lindsey Whalen. But um, Shale Reeve is my sports person of the year. I I have a problem with the Harrison Smith selection, Judd, not because he's a bad guy, not because he's a bad player, because it, it seems to me sports person of the year has to go beyond the playing field, beyond the court. It has to be someone that was talked about, someone that was in the media, someone that was you know, a, a fire in this town, a force in this town, and he's just not. He's a quiet guy, aside from Sundays where he's, you know, making plays left and right. Well, I he's, can a, hear, he's a hitman with a ski mask. He doesn't, he doesn't necessarily need to speak. I can hear, hear you on Cheryl Reeve. I think Case Keenum is an absolute excellent choice. My other candidate, PJ, it doesn't have to be positive. He didn't have to have a great year. Interesting. But there's very few people that were talked about more than PJ Fleck in this town in 2017. We win that football game because we've learned from our past to create our now, and then we'll create our future. So it's one game. We're 1-0 uh, in the Illini season. <laughs> Want to know in the, the Illini season? season. Dude, yes, I, I, it doesn't say good or bad. Dave is right. It just says sports person of the year, and nobody was more talked about. I believe than PJ Fleck. I believe it's completely fair to say that an award like that is open for interpretation. Oh, it absolutely so, is. So, so how Phil sees it, I see it, and and you see it m- might be completely different. My only thought was I I was trying to get at somebody that you wouldn't think of, but PJ Fleck is is for an award like this. I. Wouldn't have thought of him. So, but it's an open for interpretation 
award. It's not your. It's it doesn't come with a list of these three things. It's an MVP award. Yeah, it's so a Minnesota sports MVP. Exactly. Define it how you wish. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's go to the negative side here. We have like nine or ten of these, and we'll sprinkle them in. And, and I posted all of the categories, and we can come up with new ones if you guys have some suggestions. We'll take them on Twitter or Mackie and Judd at fifteenhundredespn.com. Biggest Minnesota sports buzzkill story of the year. Let's go to the let's go to our natural habitat. You want to start us on the buzzkill habitat? Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you a kind of well. I, I there's one that jumped right to the top of my head. I might be missing some. It's hard to comb through all of the potential options. Right. Um, Gophers losing to a 12 seed directional school, even though the Gophers were overseeded after a really good. I mean, it was a great build up to the NCAA tournament, and then they just like they were down by ten points the whole game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's an honorable mention, but the absolute biggest Minnesota sports buzzkill for my money. I think I know the Wild losing in five games to St. Louis. Oh wow! Because that was perhaps the best regular season we've ever seen this team play. It was in the seventeen year history of the franchise, without a doubt. They had six points. Yes, Macau Grandlin career season. You had. One of the most established coaches in hockey the last 20 years, Bruce Boudreaux. Uh, for a while, Devin Dubnik was up there with Carey Price and some of the top goalies in the NHL. And you figured, okay, maybe you weren't quite as hot at the end of the year, but this team's going to at least get to mm-hmm. the second round and maybe even to the conference finals. And who knows? And they won one bleeping game in the playoffs. So I would say, and then the, it feels like the window has kind of closed for them to win a Stanley oh, Cup. Yes, it does. So I would say, yeah, uncharacteristic me going hockey on this one, but yes. the Wild losing in five games to St. Louis, the biggest Minnesota sports buzzkill story of the year. Dave, you want to go? I, I The first one that jumps to mind is something that happened in the midst of a great story. It was the Twins getting into the playoffs, the one-game playoff, but I think the buzzkill was Miguel Sano going down with the injury, not being able to come back, aside from the two games where he limped around the field at the end of the season, and knowing going into New York, yes, you were in the playoffs, but you were a dead man walking against that bullpen, even with a 3-0 lead in the first inning. You could even, like, I like that. The Sano injury could be one. You could even just say the bottom of the first inning. Wait, 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 don't. Yeah, that's mine. Okay. (laughs) Urban Santana. Now, the, the Wild was my choice, and it's a good one. But my my second one, and I, I will uh, I will move this to the top of my list. My second one is that bottom of the first Yankee Stadium. You go in there and you rock them. You absolutely now now you could have scored more runs, but you still scored what four runs. You still had you still were going pretty good. You knock Severino out. You're thinking to yourself, what? This might be pretty good. Yeah. And your and your ace, your guy. Goes out there and he doesn't just sort of give it up. He just gives it up right away. It was you had that a lead was, for ten minutes. It was that first inning. You thought, "Oh my God, the Twins are going to beat these guys ten to nothing." I believe. I believe that that was the definition of a buzzkill. Yeah, that was the very definition because you're thinking this has been a magical season, and now you're in Yankee Stadium. You might. Oh, never mind. Yeah. So that is a, yes, buzzkill. Yeah, I think uh, there's more. We have a ton of suggestions coming in on Twitter here, too. At Phil Mackey, at 1590 SPN Judd, at Dave underscore Harrigan, if you want to pull Dave out of his Twitter coma this morning. Um, I think that was an unnecessary Twitter shot at Dave. It really was a shot. But when Dave tweets, it's meaningful. So it's probably better than our Twitter account. Only the good stuff. Um, I think you could also throw in just the gopher football season. And... 
I, there, I think there are two types of fans. The long-term fans that, okay, there's no quarterback here, so you shouldn't expect a whole lot for the regular season. But for everyone who jumped on the bandwagon and got really excited about P.J. Flack and uh, and, and the rah-rah elite culture, hyper-culture, all that stuff, and then for them to lose all the games that they lost and blow games against Maryland and Purdue, they lost a game late to Purdue, that could be in the mix. Let's do one more here, and then we can sprinkle these in throughout the, the show. 2017 Minnesota Sports Year in review. Coach of the year. Coach of the year. I'm going Cheryl Reef. Okay. Four, uh, four titles since 11. Uh, she's been fantastic. As, as you said, I don't care how many teams are in this league. If you look at the consistency of this team, if you look at the fact that they basically every season go to the finals, it's off the charts. She is my choice. My runner-up, very unconventional. And I gave some thought to this, but I didn't do it. Hugh McCutcheon. Love Hugh McCutcheon. Love <laughs> Hugh McCutcheon. I mean, they uh, they got bounced. Actually, I did, yeah. And now I'm down on, on Hugh. No, my runner-up is Pat Shermer. I know he's not a head coach. That, no, that's fair. But if you, look at the, if you look at the job that he has done, given an offense that you looked at the principles to it and you said, okay, it looks like it might be okay. But, I mean, you didn't say this is the Vikings' defense. Personnel-wise, you said, I think they're better, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Sam Bradford, week one is incredible. Sam Bradford gets hurt, and you're and, and, and we do a poll basically saying, how screwed are, are you if Keenum has to start? If you consider what this Vikings offense has done, Cheryl Reeve wins for me, but Pat Shermer is my runner-up. Uh, I like it. I'm going to go, and we. by the way, we don't have to differ on all these, but you know, it's there's a, I think the early categories, there's a lot of different options. I'm going to go Richard Pitino for 2017 Coach of the Year. Now, you could give it to Cheryl Reeve, Every year, the last seven or eight years, so she's she's sort of a, a victim in the same way that Greg Popovich and Phil Jackson and you know Greg Popovich is the best coach in the NBA. Period. Mm-hmm. He should be the coach of the year pretty every much year. every year. Sure. But but it just once you set the bar that high and you win fifty games every year, Richard Pitino. Now, in part, he followed up his own doing, which was a two win season in conference. That's kind of how Paul Molitor won the Manager of the Year award. It's funny how that works. It just looks better when you're coming off a disastrous season. But not only did they bounce back, they bounced back and they went deep in the conference tournament and they became a five seed in the NCAA tournament. And he recruited lights out and brought in Amir Coffey and then the recruiting classes for 2018-19. So just to turn that program around and get him to be ranked borderline top 10 even going into the season, we'll see how it plays out here. Uh, Hey, they did beat Oral Roberts last night. Congratulations. Uh, Back on track. Wish I could have watched it. Yeah, no kidding. It would That's have been nice to be on TV. Absurd. You pay 15 bucks for that BS. Uh, so Richard Patino, Dave? So many ways to go here. You guys have made great choices. Could be Zimmer. It could be Molitor. Could be Patino, like you said. Shermer's a great pick. I'm going to go with the Twins, however, but not the manager. Jeff Pickler. Wow. Oh! Wow. As the- named on TwinsBaseball.com, he's not a head coach. He's not a bench coach. He's not a pitching coach. He's not a first base coach. He is simply... Major League coach. And he's always watching. And some people think he's pulling those strings. You don't even know what he's doing. Pulling the strings. He's a, he's a ninja. He's a hardball ninja is what he is. Actually, he was called out by name last night on the Twins Town Hall a couple of times. Paul Molitor, the front office guys yeah, might have mentioned him. Is. Stealth, analytical. He does a lot of work that we don't know about. But, uh, yeah, I think Dave. I think Dave's got something. 
I think uh, I think Dave is on to something uh, that's very important when it comes to the Twins' makeup these Pulling days. Pulling some strings. So we uh-huh. still have later on in the show uh, Minnesota Sports Executive of the Year, Minnesota Sports Dud Player of the Year, the Alex Boone Honorary Talker of the Year Award, the Mike Yo Honorary Hot Seat Award to an executive or a coach that we'll get into uh, a little bit later on. And you can tweet all of your suggestions. We put a list out at Phil Mackey if you want to check it out on Twitter. Uh, Mike Morris will join us in the noon hour. It is a Friday, so he comes in, talks football, clowns around. Todd Furman will help us with our picks, including Vikings-Packers. This is the largest Vikings uh, spread in terms of how much they're favored by on the road in Green Bay in, I don't even know how, probably decades. Nine-point favorites in Green Bay. 30 years, maybe. So uh, we'll get into that. Let's come back here. We mentioned the Twins Town Hall. So it was an hour. It was Falvey, Levine, Maurer, Molitor. And it was mostly just like, you know, executive speak. Not a whole lot came out of it. We're going to translate what they really meant when we come back here. And then Judd's keys at the bottom of the hour. Mackie and Judd are back. The Emperor does not share your optimistic appraisal of the situation. A 1500 ESPN. Kings of Twins Baseball Building a roster for the long haul Wheeling, dealing for pitching and fielding We gave a new deal to Paul Oh, Derek and Thad, so young and bright Most of our deals have gone just right Holes we plug, we fire dog, another playoff run inside. You know, he, he's, a, he's a robust gentleman. Uh, he has a generous carriage, I think, as we refer to him in the front office. The best front office under the sun. Brilliant trades, except just that one. We said, see ya to Jaime Garcia when we thought the season was done. Oh, Derek and Thad, so young and bright. Most of our deals have gone just right. Holes we plug, we fire, dug another playoff run inside. Uh, yeah, songs by the U-Log. We will unveil the final track off Volume 3 later on in the show. And meanwhile, we're going to sprinkle in some of our favorite hits from Volumes 1, 2, and 3. Gentlemen, it's going to be a delightful day. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you, too. Yes. I'm looking forward to each and every one of those songs. Yes. Yes. They're all classics, by the way. Well, most No matter of what people might say when they tweet, anyways. email me. Yep. Um, so, um, we're going to do our sports person of the, or sports stories of the year, our awards throughout the show today. Let's, uh, let's do this before we get to Judd's keys at the bottom of the hour. Last night, you and I, I watched the whole thing, the Twins Town Hall. I did as well, yeah. And I Because the Gopher basketball game was not on TV. Right. My, I had I, nothing else to watch. Right. My plan was, oh, Gopher basketball 7 o'clock today, Oral, well, whatever, Oral Roberts, I, I just want to see him, I want to see them yes. win a game, like, by more than two points. Yes. Um, and you have to pay for the BTN student broadcast on their website. It's absurd. If you're going to charge money to watch games, like charge me money to watch Wisconsin, Minnesota, not Oral Roberts, Minnesota. It's a backwards model. Anyways, 
So Twins Town Hall, for free, for free, mm-hmm. was on Fox Sports North. <laughs> and uh, we are going to dust off one of our bits from three years ago. Remember the coach speak translator bit that we used Very to do? Very much so, yes. Uh, we're going to dust it off here. We're going to play you a few clips from mostly, I believe it's all Thad Levine and uh, Derek Falvey. Most of these are just Thad Levine, actually. And uh, we're going to tell you. Derek didn't talk much. No, it was a lot of Thad last night. But it was, it's both of them kind of speaking on behalf of the front office. We're going to play a clip. And then we're going to tell you what they really meant after each one of these clips. All right. I think we talked all last offseason about the fact that we felt the team was more talented than the 103 losses would indicate. We returned that team by and large, and we saw what they could do when they were one year older and a little bit more healthy and a little bit more fortunate throughout the course of the year. But team was exceptionally resilient. You've got to give a ton of credit to Paul Molitor and the entire coaching staff of the group and the veteran leadership on the team. I think that was the backbone of the team. So Levine says a ton of credit to Paul Molitor turning this thing around. What do you think he really meant, Judd? Um, I think he meant that that he and Derek came in and did an outstanding job. <laughs> and basically, they, to- they told you, don't forget, they told you last year this is not a 103 loss team. So what he meant was, yeah, you know what? We had a pretty good team. We improved that team. Paul did a fine job. But if you're going to give the credit, you really should give it to the guys that deserve it. Those are the two new guys that yeah. came in with with their new hires and, and are responsible, at least partially, for the turnaround. That's what they meant. I, I think what he really meant was, quite frankly, we could put a robot as manager. Uh, we're programming all the moves anyways. And, even and we if, love Jeff Pickler. Yes. And even if Paul has free reign, it's mostly us programming his mind with our new forms of thinking. Uh, all right, My batting order will consist of this. <laughs> <laughs> the Paul Bot 3000. The Paul Bot 3000. All right, let's try this one. This is about the trade deadline and their decision to be sellers mm-hmm. instead of buyers and then taking off from there. You know, I think at the time we, we made a calculated decision. I think what we will we'll continue to do for this franchise is make the best decision with the information we have at that time. And, you know, where we thought the team was, we, we candidly didn't feel as if those trades were going to dramatically impact our, our playoff perspective for that season and it could help us moving forward and so it played out that way extremely well I don't think we're geniuses for having done that and the fact that some of our players express displeasure I hope they do I hope they go out there every day wanting to win and have all the weapons that they could have to win we took one of them away from them at that time and I I hope they're upset by that Uh, allow me to translate here Uh, we didn't think they had a chance a snowball's chance in a boiler room to sniff the playoffs. And so if we could have traded Brian Dozier, we would have traded more players. But, uh, you know, good for them for getting hot in the second half of the season. It also means he, he also is directly saying the players can complain all, all that, that they want. We really don't care that much. Players can compl- Players can come and say whatever they want. We don't care. We're going to make our moves. And if they don't like it, eh, it's too damn bad. Right. All right. The coach speak translator, Thad Levine and Derek Falvey, Twins Town Hall last night, FSN. Uh, this clip is from Thad regarding the Twins third base thumper, Miguel Sano. I think he's one of the most spectacular players in the game right now. You know, what, what we saw in the first half of the season, we think is very indicative of what we're going to see moving forward. The injury was, was significant, you know, and I think he fought as hard as he could to get back out on the field and help us win. And I think it killed him that he wasn't able to play down the stretch and in that game in, in New York. And I think that's going to drive him this offseason. The surgery was extremely successful. We're given every cause for optimism that he's going to be fine moving forward. He's already down in Fort Myers right now, singularly dedicated to working out there all offseason and getting healthy for for next year. So I think we're very optimistic about the future for Miguel Sano. Now, the translator tells me this. We heard that for the first time last night. 
Thad has said, Thad Levina said the exact same thing in no fewer than uh, five conversations in recent weeks with fellow big league clubs, including the Tampa Bay Rays. If you play that again and listen very closely, you tell me that if you're on the phone with Tampa right now, that's not exactly what you're telling them. You're telling them every, everything he did. This is this is phenomenal how he's getting himself in shape. Actually, when you listen to it again, listen if if you're on the other end of the phone and, yeah, you're running a, a team that they're trying to trade. Hey, we have Chris Archer. <laughs> yes, you know, exactly. Um, it's going to take a pretty big package from your end, Thad, to deliver uh, Chris Archer to your doorstep. So what kind of, you know, what kind of players are you thinking about including? I think he's one of the most spectacular players in the game right now. You know, what what we saw in the first half of the season, we think is very indicative of what we're going to see moving forward. <laughs> it's true. It's 100% what he's telling the Rays. Um and then uh, this is the final clip here from the Twins Town Hall last night. Thad Levine on just how popular the Twins have become since they made the miraculous run from 100 losses to the playoffs last season, and then we'll translate after the clip. We've heard from players who have had no history whatsoever with the Twin Cities or with this franchise, and they've called us and said they want to be part of this, and and their agents have reached out to us repeatedly, even in the backdrop of us not necessarily aggressively pursuing them. That's really opened our eyes, I think, this offseason, and that's just on the strength of, of one wild card game last year. I think free agents out there are seeing this as a as a very attractive destination. Everyone knows the community is great. It's a great place to live. There's a great fan base, but they now see it's also as a very competitive team in a very a division that, you know, is winnable here in the foreseeable future. So, so players are starting to come to us and pursue us as much as we're pursuing them. So I think we're starting to see that turn. Now, that's not necessarily everybody, but we're starting to see this turn where premium players want to come play for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, allow me to translate. Yeah, help me out. Uh, that was Thad talking to the Polad family. Listen, guys, you Darvish, Jake Arrieta, Wade Davis, and Bryce Harper next year all want to play here. So open up the wallet. Give me a check, a blank check, for all four of those guys, and we'll land them all. They're all calling us. They're Scott all, Boris wants all, all those guys. All on line guys. one right now. Yep, 100%. Lined up. So let's uh, let's write a big fat check is what he's saying. Now that, that to me, is, is we're breaking things down. Because when you heard those quotes at first, you're like, these don't mean much. No, no, no. They, do mean, they do mean something. You just have to look into what Thad really means. Uh, it would have been great if they would have gotten up there for an hour and said, you know what? We made so many great moves behind the scenes. And uh, we're going to spend the entire time talking about all of them right now, regardless of what your town hall questions are. So, uh, Did you yeah. notice Did you notice that um, on the telecast last night of that, it seemed like there was a a emphasis uh, when when they talked about 2016 to say 59 wins. They they said the loss total a couple of times, but I swear they said 59 wins about five or six times. It seemed like they said, you know what? Let's not say the loss total. That sounded really really bad. Let's Focus say the win the total. Yes, let's say the win total. I noticed about five or six times. Well, the 59 win season in 2016 was disappointing. <laughs> it's like no no no. It was 103 last season. It's 103 losses. Yeah, it's it's an interesting way of reframing it. But if you say 59 wins, it doesn't sound better. I think it's uh, but but if you but say wins 103, are more positive yes, than wins are more positive than defeats, and 103 defeats sounds awful. If you continue to say about that 103 loss 2016 <laughs> season, uh, Thad and Derek, what do you think happened there? Hey, yeah. Paul, uh, is is Keys ready? Keys is, is, is Keys into the uh, spiked eggnog. Okay. It's that time of year. Keys and headlines got together even before the show today. This has gotten to be a lot of work for Keys. This might be the last year for Keys. 
Wow. All he's, right. He's pulling a Brett Favre here. Huh? He's is thinking about, he's given some thought to uh, to uh, defecting and or retiring altogether. Wow. This is breaking show news I can't here. help what happens with Keys. No. Keys is fine. Keys has just dipped into the eggnog, as you said, a little Tom and Jerry. He's just feeling a little He's over in the right corner now. crying right now. I got to get him out of the corner to do his bit. He's got a little bit of a headache, but he's going to be fine. All and right. Headlines is here to help. All right. Judd's keys to a Vikings win over the Packers. Write that down predictions and a write that down year in review in about a half hour. Uh, real quick, want to tell you guys about Chris Lindahl and the Chris Lindahl team. Uh, the biggest difference when you work with Chris Lindahl and his team, when you're going to sell your house, um, they know how to market. And you may think, well, I mean, don't all real estate agents know how to market to some degree? I mean, they're marketing your home. No, if you pay close attention, or even if you just drive around town and look at all the billboards that Chris Lindahl uh, has around the Twin Cities, they take marketing more seriously than almost any other real estate group in the country, uh, maybe even more than any real estate group in the country. And that's how they sold my condo. I had a great personal experience with the Chris Lindahl team a little under a year ago, getting top dollar for my condo. And um, the experience went beyond just the staging and them kind of holding your hand through the, uh, the process, the standard process. They go above and beyond with their massive online social media and website marketing and just the amount of people that they've built up in their database to help you make more money off the sale of your home. ChrisLindahl.com, that's Chris with a K, or 763-401-SOLD. Chris Lindahl, the number one REMAX results team. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. They're running a strange program, y'all. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Well, you hear that? Sounds like we're ready to unlock a vault of knowledge bombs. Here comes Judd Zolgad's keys. All right, keys, put, put the eggnog down. Put the put the phone down. Put the eggnog down. He's got dumped last night. I found out. Marriage problem. Marriage. Girlfriend number six of the month. Keys is keys is a mess. This oh, isn't. I didn't know keys was such a. I there's a lot of there's a lot about keys that, that you find out. But he's ready. He's ready, and he's going to power through this. He's going to power through this just like the Vikings do because he takes everything that has to do with the Vikings very seriously. He's a professional. Well, here are five keys, Judd's keys, to a Vikings win over the Packers tomorrow already. Headlines didn't know it was so difficult for keys last night. I thought they were having a great time imbibing a little bit, baking a fruitcake. You know what alcohol does. Holiday cookies. Holiday parties. Next thing you know, it just goes haywire. They were feeling very festive. Allegations all over the place. Don't talk about it. As you can tell with headline number five. Baby, you'd freeze out there. Say, lend me a cup. It's up to your knees out there. Oh, but the Vikings and Packers are going to go outside Lambeau Field tomorrow night. The National Football League has proven now for quite some time they love late-season outdoor games. Players and coaches, eh, not so much. The Weather Channel forecast I found yesterday calls for a low temperature around negative one for Saturday night in Green Bay. It means a couple things. It means you're going to want to run the football, partially to work the clock as quickly as possible to get done. The second thing it means is this. 
I hearken back to the 2008 NFC title game. Do you guys remember Tom Coughlin? Who got his cheeks are still red from yes, that game. Yeah. Yes, yes. Mike Zimmer might give him a that's, rubber's money. That's yeah. what I was just gonna say. Zim, make sure the face is covered. You don't want to get the frostbite. Coughlin got that really bad. So so my advice, Zim, is keep yourself as healthy as possible and, and stay off the injury report by wearing the big old ski mask because it's gonna be cold outside. All right, key number four to a Vikings win over the Packers. He sees you That is a message to the Vikings defense, which is always being held to an incredibly high standard by the guy who is always watching them like a hawk. Mike Zimmer on the sideline watching his defense. We all remember that last year. Zim watched his defense go basically rogue on one series. Jordy Nelson was supposed to be covered by Xavier Rhodes, but then there was either confusion or there was mutiny or something. You're not going to have to worry about that this time around, but Mike Zimmer's defense is something that he's always very aware of. So you go back to Green Bay, and instead of giving up 38 points like you did last year, why don't you give up about seven points a year later? <laughs> How about that? The, the hand drum, How about that? dramatic hand drum. How about that? By keys. All right, key number three to a Vikings win over the Packers. I'm getting for Christmas. That brat. That's kid Who's been bad? Nothing but bad. And who's getting nothing? Jordy Nelson. Because Xavier Rhodes this year, I am pretty sure, um, is going to be on Jordy Nelson for the entire game. Phil Mackey, do you care to take a a wild guess at Jordy Nelson's reception total going into this uh, Week 16 game between the Packers and Vikings? For the season? For the season. I haven't played uh, paid close. I've, I've heard people who had him in fantasy bitching about his <laughs> lack of production. There's a reason why, yes. Um, does he have... He has 50 catches, right? He's at 50 catches? He's at 50 catches. Very good. 50 catches? 50 catches, 471 yards, wow. six touchdowns. And Zay- he's played a full season too, right? Yes. Now, knee he surgery, has. he might not be the same guy and, he was. And quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. This, this is it. You go from Rodgers to Hunley, this is what's going to happen. But I'm willing to bet with the Packers being depleted at receiver that Xavier Rhodes will be on Jordy Nelson, which means Jordy Nelson will be getting nothing for Christmas. All right, key number two, Judd's keys to a Vikings win. Oh, oh, real quick here, by the way, uh, Jack chimes in. He says, glory, hallelujah, on Twitter. Keys is done and retiring. So oh, people wow. are clamoring for Keys to retire. Oh, that might be a poll, a Twitter poll. Should Keys retire? Wow. Yeah. We've heard that about the Christmas songs, and we keep shoving them down your throat. Exactly. So. Yep. Well, there's just some things we like. Key number two. This is my sad Christmas song, so I rip another ball. Wait, wait, wow. yeah, yeah. What, what is that? That was Miley Cyrus' okay. "Sad Christmas Song." Yeah, that's that's definitely a sad Christmas song. <laughs> what? Can you just play that one more time? Like, what is she doing? Is that smoking? Well, actively it, smoking. Pay attention the song. to the second line. This is my sad Christmas song. So I rip another bong. Oh, right. <laughs> rip another bong. There it is. Okay. Oh, wow. Hannah Montana. Boy, that is. Uh, <laughs> That's some that's Dino Washington uh, <laughs> I think your legacy is safe. <laughs>
Anyway, the sad Christmas song, Brett Hunley. Let's see here. I looked at Keys did some research last night. He needs to rip a few bongs before four, playing. Oh, he did three. He did three bongs. Four home starts. Four home starts uh, for uh, Brett so far this year. In those four starts, so we're not talking about against consistently great defenses either. He's averaging 131 passing yards with no touchdown passes and five picks. When he came in uh, to the October game against the Vikings here, he was sacked four times and picked off three times. The sad Christmas song can be sung at the 50-yard line postgame tomorrow night by Brett Hundley. Wow. Uh, and then key number one, Judd's keys to a Vikings win over the Packers tomorrow. That would be sung by Anthony Barr, who probably has no interest in fighting, and the only question is, do the Packers? As I told Doogie on yesterday's show, if I'm Anthony Barr, I'm sorry, gentlemen, but I'm watching my back. You're playing a Packer team that doesn't give a damn, a Packer team that's done, a Packer team that if one guy makes an illegal hit, he'll get fined for it, but I'm willing to bet his teammates would help him pay that fine off, and if he gets suspended for it, well, guess what? He's suspended for week 17 of a season that doesn't matter. Anthony Barr might not want to fight, but I am very curious to see the Packers approach uh, tomorrow night to him because they will be watched like a hawk, and they might not still care. We have two very interesting revenge storylines here this weekend in the NFL. Packers versus Anthony Barr, which I think I think if, if, if the Packers go for revenge, it, and first of all, it wasn't even a punished hit. There was no flag. There was no fine. It was bang, bang. But then you have Buffalo and New England playing this weekend as well. Rob Gronkowski. Oh, the WWE move, yeah. From a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, my guess is Buffalo is going to do something to Rob Gronkowski, and they Ooh. would have more of a reason to retaliate because his hit was just completely out of – it wasn't even like within the flow of a play the or anything. He was laying there. Uh, he just dropped bounds, the right? people's elbow on a poor defender, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if the Packers do go after Anthony Barr, I think that they are completely misguided. Sometimes hits happen, and it was bang-bang. Yeah, he probably knew he was riding Rodgers into the ground, but you know what? It was bang-bang. I'm not. Get rid of the ball. And I'm not saying that they should. I'm saying it wouldn't surprise me. They have, this game means nothing. And and worst case, if you hit him and you get fined, I'm sure that, that uh, teammates of his uh, on, on the Packers would help pay that fine. And second of all, if you get suspended for week 17, okay, I get suspended for week 17. Now that's a game check, so that that might factor in, but still, the Packers have the Packers could either check out of this game completely and or say, oh, "You know what we're going to do? We're going to have some fun." Here. Yeah. Let's come back with more Minnesota Sports Year in Review. Uh we'll we'll go and hand out another award and then write that down predictions and since we're all going to be bouncing around doing holiday stuff next week, this is going to be our final Write that down prediction segment of the year. And we made a rule that all of them have to come off the board. Everything we predict today has to come off the board in the next week before the the calendar year turns over so that we can have it applied to our batting averages. So just so you know, just in case Judd has like a 2023 prediction that he's going to unleash on us, that's not going to fly today. Well, okay. Well, that's no fun. I, I had two of them. For 2023? Uh, 2022, actually. Are you serious? No. Okay. Becky and Judd are back. Show me what you got. On 1500 ESPN. 
1500 ESPN, visit St. Paul. The city of St. Paul and Wells Fargo invite you to experience Wells Fargo Winter Skate, a free outdoor artificially chilled ice skating rink in downtown St. Paul at Rice Park. It's open seven days a week in the heart of the city. Winter Skate creates a fun winter experience for visitors of all ages. More details can be found at 1500ESPN.com. Keyword events. They know that we're out, they're out of the playoffs, but I don't think... Uh... Hey, Parise! Grailback! Let's grind those greedy goals, boys! How about Dumbo? What about Suter? Prosser! Hubbard! Let's go! save the team. Bruce came here to save the team. Who's not afraid to curse and scream? Bruce ain't afraid to curse and scream. Curse and scream. Save the team. Must be Boudreaux. Must be Boudreaux. Must be Boudreaux. Bruce Boudreaux. Shape them up, Double B. How about some Herbies for these boys? Bag skate them if you need to. For checking. Who's got a face that's round and red? Bruce has a face that's round and red. Who's lost the hair upon his head? Bruce lost the hair upon his head. Hair on head, round and red. Curse and scream, save the team. Must be Boudreaux, must be Boudreaux, must be Boudreaux, Bruce Boudreaux. We don't miss Mike, yo. We going to that game tonight, Mackie? Not a chance in the world. Get that puck down the ice, boys. Go for it, you. Get in there. Get the corner. I'm actually more of a basketball guy. You want to fight about that? No, no. like when players pout. Bruce doesn't like when players pout. Players pout. Call them out. Hair on head. Round and red. Curse and scream. Save the team. Must be Boudreaux. Must be Boudreaux. Must be Boudreaux. Bruce Boudreaux. Uh, one of the more popular tracks off Volume 2, Songs by the U-Log. such a happy song. It was, yeah. It's, it's, it's happy this season. 106-point season. Everything seemed to work at the time. Man, that was fun. Yeah, not quite as uh, not quite as happy this season. Let's get to <laughs> another one that. of our uh, Minnesota Sports Year in Review Awards. We've already handed out the Minnesota Sports Buzzkill of the Year Award, the Minnesota Sports Person of the Year, in which you said Harrison Smith, I said Cheryl Reeve, Dave said P.J. Fleck, because it doesn't have to just be positive. It can just be the most buzz. Uh, let's go Minnesota Sports... Dud player of the year. So dud or disappointing player oh, I, of I did the not, year. I, I did not interpret this as a player. I actually did not pick a player. What did you? How did you interpret it? I interpreted it as a as a team, and I interpreted okay. it, and, and I did I did assign it to one person, but his team w- went along with him. Okay. The Minnesota sports dud to me that ended its uh, it started season in 2016, but finished up in 2017. Tom Thibodeau and the Wolves, first year on the job, big expectations. Sam Mitchell is gone, and now Tibbs is going to come in, and it's all going to be. I mean, they're going to make a playoff run, right? At least a pl- at least a run at the eight seed, right? Forty five wins, maybe. You went from twenty nine wins to thirty one wins. That to me is a dud. Sure. So, no, so I gave it to them. They've kind of made up a little bit by having a, a good start to the season, but yeah, it's definitely been a grind. It hasn't been fun to watch. I'm going to piggyback off that. You guys know it's obvious. Andrew Wiggins is my dud of the year. Not only because he's regressed from last year, where he wasn't even that good last year. Uh, The one thing he does well is score. 
if you if you want to take an all encompassing measurement that tends to work pretty well, win shares in basketball, it's analytical, but it's it. If you look at the top ten players ranked by win shares, it's a pretty accurate reflection of who the top players in the league are. It's LeBron, Harden, uh, Greek Freak. It's guys like Carl Anthony Towns in the top fifteen, and Jimmy Butler, and yep. Steph Curry, and Kevin Durant, and those guys. So it correlates pretty well with who's good, who's not. Andrew Wiggins, two hundred fiftieth this season in win shares. It's not last. There's like two hundred eighty rotation players in the NBA. <laughs> And he's 250th in win shares. Just let that stick in your brain for a second. So he's my Minnesota sports right. dud of the year, who's about to make 25 to $30 million, too. And he's the first one that came to my mind as well. But I was worried that could be recency bias. So I dug deeper and went with a guy who it's probably not his fault he was the dud of the year, being that it's injury, but it's Sam Bradford. Wow. One yeah. great game, and you've, you can't, you can't, Define dud more than the first half he put up trying to come back versus the Chicago Bears. <laughs> yeah, I was Falling down wow, with no wow. one around you to take a sack because wow, you were scared. Wow. I like the interpretation, yeah. That's a Very pretty fair. good one. Yeah, I think a lot of people would say P.J. Fleck and the Gopher football team for all the excitement and then... one to know on the Illini season, though. That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> it's a sad statement, but but because it's Gopher football, I like I don't just expect that much. Like, despite all, all the talk about P.J. and from him, when it comes to go for football, I just never expect that much. When when they do things, it's almost a pleasant surprise to me. Could you could you pick someone from the wild, too? Is there, could you, like, I, I thought about just putting all of the young players that we've been touting for several years in one collection. Yes, you definitely could. And just put them all in one bin. Yep. You guys, this is your time. Zach Parisi's ailing. You're five years into this thing. Yep. And Suter's getting a little older. It's time for that next wave of players to figure it yeah. out and carry the franchise. It's the next wave not. after them now. Yeah, I guess. You hope they're coming up. No, sure. So, that, so you could almost put all those into the uh, same bin for Minnesota sports dud of the year, 2017. Go for hockey could be a dud of the year, too. Not like they're horrible, but they're not as good as they, some people say, should have been. Could and, it be a dud of the decade God, just no for not cares. winning a championship? No one cares. They don't, they don't care. That's, that's the thing about it. it it's almost... Go for hockey if if they weren't successful five, ten years back, it was fun to pick on because people cared. Mm-hmm. No one cares now. They are off the map. Yep. And I'm a hockey guy, but I can't I can't tell you how insignificant that program has become. And it is really sad. Yeah. But I mean, do do you care? Uh no. Like I don't even think about I'm the wrong them. guy to ask. I, mean, I go to games very fringe for me. I go to games and I like them, but I don't think about them in the context of being a big time program in this town now. Uh Bill says, did Sano get any consideration for a dud of the year? Minnesota Sports Dud of the Year. I th- he was so good until the injury, though. I thought about it, but then I dismissed it based on that. He was so good until the injury. He was gonna hit 35 home runs. He was playing respectable defense at third base. Yeah, I, that's why I put it for Buzzkill. Yes. I, I wouldn't call him a dud. It was just a buzzkill that he got hurt and couldn't come back. Yes. Uh and, and and so I mean the question then becomes long term. Is he a third baseman? You know, what's his what's his deal? Is he gonna weigh three hundred pounds? Is he not? But yeah, I think the distinction that Dave put out there, buzzkill versus dud, there's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Dud means underperformed or some other thing went wrong with you, or buzzkill is expectations and fun and and and, and then boom, it just kind of yeah. ends. So Irv Santana, Yankee Stadium. That's a good one. Bottom of the first. My neck hurts all of a sudden, Irv. Why? 
Yeah, nice whiplash. Job. Um, so we're, we'll keep going. We have a, we have like five or six more uh, Minnesota sports year in review awards to give out between now and one o'clock. Superstar Mike Morris in the noon. Todd Furman will help us with our NFL picks against the spread. Let's come back and dole out our final write that down predictions of the year. It's a loaded accountability session because a lot of things for the, the, the year are coming off the board here. Vikings things and and different items. So we'll do that when we come back and a write that down prediction year in review, Mackie and Judd.